Welcome to Reality Blows. I'm Ashley Brooke Roberts. I'm Nick Maritato. And I am pissed. What? <laughs> this is a podcast all about reality television. And on this episode, we will be recapping the episode of Champs vs. Stars that just aired. Episode... Who knows? What is it? Six or something? I think it might be six. I don't know. The point is, is that I'm upset. It's the one uh, where there was a twist at the very end. A very end twisty. Is that why you said that you're pissed? No, that's not why I'm pissed. Oh, you're Nick. pissed. You're pissed for other reasons. I'm, I'm pissed for other reasons. I'm pissed for what happened. Well, you I'm know, angry. I have opinions. Well, you know what? The only way that we're going to find out exactly why Ashley is pissed. Is if we get right into it. Okay, so we start off in a in the hotel lounge, I guess is what this We're place is. We're lounging around. Um, wherever, the, wherever the cast members are allowed to talk, um, and they have couches, is what I know about this room. Couch lounge. And it's Booby. First thing we hear as the episode opens is Booby saying, your vote matters. He's talking to Brooke, Salida, and Little Mama. That's right. The stars from the red team. We all know that Booby is on the blue team, and he's doing a little politicking up top. It, it seems as though he's empowering the stars of the red team mm-hmm. to be able to uprise and, and uh, take, uh, take their rulers out. Interesting. Josea is not there. He's just talking to the ladies. Yeah. Um, then we cut to Ashley and Wes having breakfast. It's actually Ashley's having breakfast and Wes walks up and Ashley gives him a look that says, back the fuck off. Yeah, they're not vibing. You'd think they'd vibe more because they're champs on the blue team. But Ashley came into the blue team just kind of like a wrecking ball. Didn't really want to make friends. Didn't really seem to try to pair up with Tony or Wes and try to, you know, stage a coup. There was none of that. It, it, she just decided she was still on the red team and was very, very pissed. And we found out in this conversation about how Wes has handled himself as a member of the champs on the blue team. She calls him weak. Yeah, she says he's being a little bitch. Basically, she's saying that Wes from day one has just gotten down on the ground and rolled over for whatever Luis or, or Casper wants. Yeah, I, I kind of disagree. He's been clawing and, and doing a lot of different different uh, manipulative uh, game moves. They just haven't panned out. They have not panned out, yeah. which is interesting because um, CT somehow gets in this and he starts saying, hey man, every time you play the challenge, you think that your moves are working every time you get it wrong. Um, and Wes, you know, he says it's a sad day for me and my game. CT's basically like, it's always a sad day for you and your game, yeah. Wes. When uh, CT said that, I was trying to remember. I know he he he's not wrong. I feel like CT is referencing decades of shows with yeah. that comment. Yeah, and he and he's not wrong. I mean, but the thing is, it's always been a man versus you know uh, a, a monster with uh, Wes because. He, a David and Goliath? Yeah, Goliath being the entirety of the, the cast on, on whatever show he's on. He's always back up against the wall. And for a guy who is a loner and really not going into a certain season with a lot of connections, a lot of alliances, he does some crazy moves. He gets by, and sometimes, sometimes he'll eke out a win and he'll be able to flip people. So I think his game is actually incredible. It's just that he's just not able to be friends with people. He's always starting in the negative, Right, which honestly, Ash, if you think about it, then that that is part of the game. So that is a flaw in his game. You have to count that against his game, the fact that he just 
isn't liked by well, most people who are really good at this game. If you have listened to this podcast before, you know that Nick has encyclopedic knowledge on the challenge. He's seen almost every single one. I've seen every single one. Okay, that's where you're <laughs> right. But I don't have encyclopedic knowledge. Okay, I'm I'm, I'm turning thirty this year. Things are, <laughs> you know, things are you know leaving my head. But I do know what I like, and I, uh, Wes has been one of my favorite challengers for decades. Well, I brought that up because I've oh, seen not decades. <laughs> I've uh, decade i've seen a smattering of challenges um from not the most recent chapter okay so i came in on bloodlines so i've seen maybe the past five or six challenges and then some hand-picked challenges from the past and what i have seen um in the past was Wes going up against the kenny evan bananas trio and i have seen Wes politicking making friends with and and fighting with ct it seems that ct has been his man on certain um seasons is that true or false i would say yes certain seasons but there are also other seasons where they're literally up all night battling one another Mm. i mean there's that one I, i i feel like we watched it it's like uh Something like ruins or something like that, you know, around those years where uh, nobody liked CT and CT was just that was when he this was the off DM years, Mm. you know, DM was was, was still around, you know, on the seasons, on the challenges, but just wasn't doing maybe wasn't doing this challenge. And then CT had a bad breakup with her going into this season. So he seemed to be at his worst as far as uh, drinking. And there's just like one whole episode of a show where. Uh, CT is just stalking Wes and not letting Wes go to bed oh. and screaming at him and telling him he's going to tear his head off. Now, and, I remember this, yeah. and I think it has to do with what had happened the season before where Wes had said that CT and DM's relationship was just for the camera. Sure, yes. Yeah. So, it, you know, believe me, these men aren't exactly friends, so... But and I we we talk about this just to say that when CT is making this comment to Wes and he looks at Wes, you can tell there are years behind this comment. It got real. It got real. So that takes us immediately to the challenge, um, which I will say I'm loving that the Champs versus Stars franchise is giving us a challenge and an elimination every episode. You know, structurally, uh, this this is a very comforting television show. It really is. So we go to the challenge. It's called Crossfire. It's basically, um, I'm, I'm going to try and explain it in the most simple terms, but there are giant slingshots and each team is trying to knock down the other team's boxes and on top of the boxes are cast members being held up in a harness. So once the tower of boxes crumbles, the cast member plummets. Yes. Um, so we see, um, we, 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 we see them file in to get the breakdown of what this challenge is going to be from the Miz. And Wes has his hands tied behind his back. Yeah. And Miz says, Wes, what's going on with your hands? And then Wes asks Casper if he can speak. And I vomited in my shoes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ashley's shoes on her feet. It ma- managed to vomit inside of them. I hated that incredible. moment so much. I understand it was it was a fun TV moment. They were playing it for the cameras. But just watching Wes ask Casper, okay, who is Casper? Wes, challenge God, 
asking Casper if he could speak. Yeah, but, you know, I kind of felt like it was almost like a protest moment. I I feel like he was doing some sort of a stunt. It was like uh, he was uh, symbolizing uh, the the struggle of the champs. Lots of symbolism going on. Lots of symbolism. I I just kind of feel like, um, because if you look at Louise's uh, interview during that scene, it wasn't as if, like, this was something that they felt, you know, oh, finally he's on our side. She was kind of like, Wes is, uh, you know, the theatrics are crazy with this guy. He's not. He's being a child about this, but deep down inside, you know he's a star at heart, like stuff like that. So it wasn't just like, we've got this guy. We've got to, you know, it, it seemed like Wes was almost, um, you know, acting out, mm. really. And so as the teams are kind of lined up in their little groups, Nick looks at me and he goes, Ashley's wearing the Navy uniform. Now, we have noticed this pattern throughout um, this series where one person on the blue team will not be in the royal blue colors, but they will be in the navy blue colors. Now, what has happened in the past is that person has gone home, and I'm only thinking of Hennessy because I remember last week someone was wearing the blue. Oh, that happened Hennessy and Anissa. And I remember, but last week someone was wearing the blue, and we were like, uh-oh, but they didn't go home. Yeah, I forgot who that was, but yeah. so They it's broke not, the pattern last week. Yeah, but yeah, so I don't know. Maybe uh, the streak has been broken, but will we bounce back this week? You'll have to wait and find out. I, 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 I was trying to find out. Uh, but I couldn't. I don't know. So email us. Let us know if you found out. Does the red team have a different alternate jersey that they can possibly wear where it's like a deeper red or just because uh, I'm starting. It's to, just the blue team. It, it's interesting. It is They're interesting. In royal blue and then one's navy. And, you know, they had the budget to make all of them. Yeah, okay? I, don't, I, I don't understand whether or not people have multiple jerseys they can pick from or wh- it's whatever it's is laid confusing. out for them that day. I wish I wish production would let us in on this. Yeah. Email us at realityblowspodcast at gmail.com and tell us what's up production. Do it. So then we cut to um, the red team. The, the teams are trying to figure out who's going to do the slingshots, who's going to be hung upside, um, uh, hung up on the box says blah bitty blah we see a bonding moment with tori and little mama where little mama's like i like tori you know she's she's just like me we goof we goof and then little mama um there's some comment about hanging hanging or something um from the bungee or i don't i don't even know what the comment was but i know that little mama's retort is well then kayla should do it because she always folds under pressure yeah boom Mm, shots fired boom um, Kayla does not like this, by the way. Kayla does not like it. Kayla, she's straight up peeved. Yeah. She's upset. She's vomited in her shoes. Um, Kayla wants to do the slingshot because she has upper body strength because she trains for these things. But instead, Salida is chosen chosen to do the slingshot, which doesn't make any sense because Salida, you know, a wonderful, beautiful model, no upper, upper body strength. She got little chicken arms. She petitions for this spot, though. She now, says people are underestimating her. She's saying that, yeah, I'm not just a pretty face. Uh, I, I need to get a little play down here. And then they toss her a bone. Now, what I know from Twitter, because I was following Twitter as the show was airing, was that Kayla put up a fight and was like, I don't want to go up there. I should be doing the slingshots. Apparently, it was Salida birthday and so that is how that decision was whoa made. Yeah. how we miss out on the uh, salita birthday c plot in this ep- in this episode it, it, you know it could have used a little levity yeah give us a birthday we, we always like a little birthday goofs i want to see those people eat cake on tv that's why i'm watching 
So they put Ashley in the slingshot on the blue team. I mean, they put Ashley in the harness on the blue team because they're like, literally, this is perfect for Ashley. She cannot do anything to hurt us if she is in the harness. Boy, are they wrong. Mm. She starts wiggling those little feet. She somehow manages to knock her boxes over. She knocked down her own boxes. She knocks down her own boxes. I kind of feel like that's a uh, like an, an adage or something. Like that feels like if you knock your own, uh, try uh, listen, guy, just don't knock down your own boxes all right, right. You yeah know, something like a that. euphemism thank you um that's when nick looks to me and he goes uh hey is ct gaining weight on this show <laughs> ct seems to be progressively gaining weight as each episode uh, airs uh i he couldn't even fit into in this scene i noticed at first in the scene where he walks up to uh wes and ashley and sort of throws in his two cents that we talked about earlier he was busting out of his jumpsuit and uh, it's not a good kind of busting. Do you know what I mean? Uh, it was. Um, What's it, a good kind of busting? A good kind of busting it... would be like, oh, this guy can't fit into that, but it's fine because he's just yoked. Oh, no, right. It, this is like a ooh. He looks a little uncomfortable. Uh, you know, he must have checked the wrong box uh, when filling out uh, his sizes for this season's uh, 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 clothing. Because boy, oh boy, he's he he looks like he's jammed into into a large when he really should be in a 2XL, something like that. I don't know what's going on with the guy, but I didn't notice this until this past couple of episodes. I mean, he seems to be, you know, I saw I saw, I saw, saw uh, Drake eating steaks. I want to see what CT's eating at that hotel. Yeah, donuts. Donuts. Um, we do give, the, the cameraman gives us a little jewel, which is Salita struggling with her slingshot, pulling it back, not being able to let go, stumbling, falling forward. She does seem to be a dud on the slingshots. This camera shot, Shot is usually called the hate to say I told you so. That's what it's called. <laughs> is that what it is in the biz? Actually, I just made that up for uh, levity purposes. So it gets down to the wire. Um, we have Drake hanging on in the blue team. We have Josea hanging on in the red team. They're both using their feet to kind of put slight pressure on their boxes to strengthen those boxes. Smart. It is a it is a good move. And then um, it's it looks like it's just Tony and CT who are manning the sling shots at this last moment this hour um the twilight hour is that what what is it what is the phrase when it's down to the last minute the ninth inning of this challenge the uh 69th inning is what we (laughs) say 69ing of this inning so guess what spoiler alert drum roll please boom 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 Tony hits the winning shot. He knocks down the boxes. Wow. Josea plummets. We get a soundbite from The Miz saying... It I, don't, was, I, don't you don't, <laughs> I don't remember. I didn't take notes this week. The Miz says, it was Tony time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he he, he, he uh, set up Tony real good there. He, he knocked it out of the park. Good for The Miz. He knows. I can't, I'm impressed that Tony has made this um, saying... But he has made it grow, but just by doing it over and by beating us over the head with it, it has now become a thing. He's able to, be, and, and uh, he, he's able to do that because he's winning a lot. Tony's doing very well in in all of his challenge appearances for for about a year now. Yeah. Uh, I I want to take this moment to yeah. say two things. Number one, Jose, I feel like he's gotten a second wind ever since he was replaced in that power play a few weeks ago. Was that last week? Um, yeah, that was last week. He was replaced by Devin, who this, went home. This was a big episode for Jose. You know, there's still more to come, but it, I just kind of felt like he stood his ground he was the red team's only hope he didn't succeed completely but it was his back was against the wall it was it was too tough for him to do it it wasn't his fault he he outlasted people by a lot on that team he's also 
politicking. He's making moves. He seems to have more confidence this week than he did. And I kind of feel like he feels like he can make some moves over there on the red team. The second thing I want to say, unless you would like to add something. I would like to say, yeah, he does. He has an empowered sort of air. And that is coming across in his interviews where he's kind of talking some shit, where he wasn't really talking much shit earlier. He's got confidence. Number two, I want to say, this is something else I noted. Uh, Two things about The Miz. Uh, number one, I uh, I think The Miz is growing into this show as episodes, much like Josea, as episodes have moved forward, so have have The Miz. Uh, so has, so <laughs> um, this is a, by the way, I'm quoting biblical text right now. So have The Miz. Uh, guys, we're doing this immediately following watching this show and it's getting kind of late. So um, we're doing this in Guatemala. It's four o'clock in the morning. I... So the Miz, I just noticed this week was real smooth, real, real believable when he, he was, was polished. You yeah. better believe it's not twenty take Miz. No. Miz is fucking nailing these things. How many times are we watching other players uh, while the Miz's audio is being pieced together, much like a little Romeo, let's say? Oh my goodness! Or a uh, you know, God love him, T.J. Lavin. I mean, uh, th- he is smooth. Yeah, he can speak, and he's getting into it. And uh, I feel like the players sort of respect the Miz because he's used to he was there and he's also a goddamn superstar, right? Um, in in more ways than one. I'm loving the Miz. He is really coming into it. I agree a hundred percent. And and we are also watching X on the Beach and like the juxtaposition of Romeo and the Miz, Lil Romeo. Excuse me. Well, it's actually Romeo now. It's oh, not, he's dropped. The he lo- he dropped a little. Yeah. Uh, he Romeo. Should be, he should be medium Romeo. Really, <laughs> guy looks like to be about five foot. Four. We can call him five two Romeo. Um, the juxtaposition is noticeable. The yeah. difference in polishness and just coming across like someone who's in charge. Yeah, and he's good at this. I mean, uh, you know, uh, there's a thing in the wrestling business called cutting a promo, and that's where you stand in the ring with a microphone and you talk to a group of people. Yeah. And uh, he's been doing that for like a decade, and he's been doing it really well for a decade. He's one of the top uh, on the mic over on the WWE, if not the top. So uh, he's great. And uh, I, I want my second thing I want to say. That's just, That was your second? No, no, the second of of two. So here's the thing. I, with, the, with the second one, there was an A and a B. Okay. Who is dressing this guy? Yeah. He he is got he's got some funny outfits on. They're just too tight. He's got a super in this scene that we're talking about, he's in a super tight camo it's t-shirt. It's like a spandex it's spandex camo shirt. But the the shoulders have str- yellow stripes on them as if the, he, they they bought that at Forever 21 and I bet you they did. It looks like he's dressing dressing for wrestling. He's dressing. He's dressing for wrestling. I know um uh, a man um, I'm just gonna call him H. I'm gonna call him H HK47. Okay. I used to work with him. Yeah. Uh, he was, uh, you know, he's an he, he was an intern or worked himself into a PA, but he's an amazing worker and he works over at Viacom. And sometimes he runs and gets wardrobe for like the reunions at VH1. This is all sort of in the same universe. You should tell them that Viacom is the parent company of MTV and VH1. I know for a fact this man runs to Forever 21 in Times <laughs> Square and buys a lot of stuff. I am thinking that the Miz is that shirt. 
Forever 21's great. They'd be like, oh, that's actually a pretty nice camo shirt. And then you turn it on the back and then there's like a pink butterfly on it, mm-hmm. like giving you the middle finger. There's always something off at mm-hmm. Forever 21, in the men's section anyway. I think the thing off is that it's being made by child labor, but you know. You know what? We should get back to the show. Okay. So that, um, basically, the blue team wins by a hair, just like last week. They also won by just the time, in the last second, by like an inch. So then it cuts to Shane and Kayla in the hotel room and um oh no i'm sorry excuse me let's back that up it cuts to the red team deliberating about who they're gonna pick for their lvp that's the least valuable player they lost they have to pick a a least valuable player shane says in his interview we know it's little mama and when he says we he's talking about the champs on the red team champions so then we go to the red team's deliberation and it is um it's tense everyone's kind of looking down people don't look that happy people don't want to openly vote at that moment and Shane is kind of talking to the team and he's like we have to decide how we are going to vote we have to decide how this is going to be done because it's either going to make our team or break our team big time baby Mm -hmm. and he's right he's right about that do you Mm -hmm. agree I do agree because I, I, I saw a lot of team unity on the red team yeah. the past few episodes. And now you can tell they've lost twice. Um, they're sweating a little bit. Yeah, I'd be sweating. Yeah. And, and I think a big part of the fact that they're sweating is that now they're tied up in stars and champs. Yeah. Last week they had Devin. The champs were still the majority of their team. So you got to think you're a champ on the goddamn red team. You throw in a fucking star. Hey, if you win, you win. But if you lose, you win. Mm. So then we go to the blue team and they're trying to decide since they're the winning team who their MVP is going to be. Um, they're missing one of their players, and that's Drake, and it's because he's at a rap concert. <laughs> and someone is someone makes a funny comment like, can you imagine Drake at a rap concert? Did they mention what show he was going no, to see? No, they did not mention oh the artist, God. which is unfortunate because yeah. we would all like to know. You want to take a guess? Drake. Okay. Drake went to see Drake. Um, it's interesting. But you guys, we're going to have a poll up on our Twitter. Which Drake is cooler? Okay. There's I, no question. I, I, there's no question in my mind that it is going to be a split Canadian decision. Drake. Um, so Drake's not even there, which is like, come on. That's, that's, I, I hate when I, I personally dislike strongly when a player is not there for this sort of deliberation talk we saw it um in the first season with what's his name that crazy guy riffraff um i liked riffraff but the fact that he wasn't there i was like makes me not like them i want them to be dedicated to this uh endeavor that they have taken part on do you think drake's going to see riffraff right now drake went to see riffraff that's what it was Talk, talk game moves so for some reason, Wes just throws it out there that the MVP should be Drake. And I guess it's because he hung up the longest. He hung up in his little harness the longest. But we all know, and everyone who was there, and the viewer, and the challenge gods know, that Tony was the MVP. He hit the winning point. He was working the hardest. He was he was working his ass off. Tony has really just brought it for the blue team since his little league coach talk about four episodes ago. What does Wes have to gain by throwing a throwaway vote at Tony? You know what? I think what was going on is that Wes knew that they were going to pick Drake no matter what. And so he just said it first to make it look like he is, you know, on the side of the stars. 100%. And also, uh, I feel like we've seen this before. Uh, it It is a dumb game move 
to throw away your vote and create an enemy with somebody, um, even though even though you know you've kind of created an enemy by not voting because you kind of want people to vote for you, but still. I feel like at this, that was the only move he could have done to to maybe get a little claw a little further up a totem pole somewhere in this game. It's self preservation for Wes well, right now. Well, Tony is like, who is you know? I don't trust Wes. Why is he, and he and, pulling and the, for the stars? And the problem is right now, he, he it doesn't really matter doesn't if he matter. Tr- if he trusts Wes or not. It, it's like it, you know. They're outnumbered, and the Stars are playing a flawless game over on the blue team. And then Tony is just says to the blue team, like, okay, you know what? I thought that we were voting for the MVP based on, like, ability and, like, what we brought to the game, but apparently that's not the case, and, like, I feel like I'm being treated like a jackass, and if that's what we're going to do, then, like, now we know that that's what we're going to do. Tony only said this because it was a woman's elimination day. Mm, what do you mean? He would have not thrown his neck out on the chopping block if that day they could have vote. Uh, Drake could have voted him LVP. Mm, interesting. Yeah, why would he? Yeah, okay, that's a good it point. It was a safe way to throw a tantrum. So then it cuts to Josea and Brooke having a little private conversation, and Josea is like, you know, he is convinced that the stars have West by the balls. And he's like, look, we need to tie up our votes on this elimination on the red team. We need to make it a tie so that it goes to Wes, who has to be the tiebreaker because he won the last elimination. And since he's in the pocket of the stars, he will vote in our favor. And Brooke is like, are you sure? And Jose is like, 100%, I'm sure. I know what's up. And and did we see uh, something in the past where this this is a reference? To, I was confused by his knowledge of, that Wes was gonna was gonna vote in their favor. Yeah, I just don't think he knows how to play this game. <laughs> I just I really think that he is just kind of um, taking things on very surface value, and I I don't think that he is aware of the nuances at play. Do you think that um, he and Wes? have a secret alliance that we'll, we will find out about later in the show. No, I don't. I don't at all. And I think it's because Josea is not a good player. Yeah. I think that he has been pretty much either a dud or almost a dud in every challenge we've seen. Yeah. He looks like someone, he, he looks like he's built. He looks like he would bring more and he just doesn't. Uh, when I first saw him on the first episode, I I did wa- I did think I was going to get more out of him. I, I kind of even felt like his interviews had more attitude as well. So I thought he was going to be more interesting to watch. But you don't count him out yet. You know don't what I mean? Like I, I, he, He's making moves now. He's talking some shit. So that brings us to um, the elimination vote. They're gathered in that little room in the hotel. um, And, you know, Miz, for some reason, he takes us through the leaderboard. He's like, let's take a look at the leaderboard, which is funny to me because I forgot it existed. He's also dressed like Eddie Vedder from Pearl Jam meets Tori (laughs) from Saved by the Bell. The the little tiny leather jacket, biker jacket they put him on with the flannel underneath. Too tight. Too tight. And I'm just... also, isn't a cool look for a guy like him. Like, I kind of feel like, yes, there are times. Like, I feel like uh, you know, Wiz Khalifa could could roll around right now in a le- in a biker jacket and kind of pull it off in He's some skinny. cool subversive way. Yeah, it, it does. It looks like a guy who just bought a biker jacket. He looks in, daddish in nineteen ninety eight. Like, yeah, yeah. It's anyway. It's not a cool look. Um, so the red team, Miz is like, who's your least valuable player? They just start voting. Josea goes first. He says Kayla. 
Um, when this happens, Drake on the blue team leans over to Booby and he whispers, Kayla needs to go home. She's a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Drake has some sound fucking bites on this show, man. This guy is a sneaky little prick. You said when that happened, Drake's a creep. He's a creep. <laughs> what do you mean by that? I he, think he's a creep too. Um, who did he lean into? He leaned into Booby. Okay. A man who really isn't thinking that he he's mic'd up but not thinking they'll use it because he's just sort of whispering and they're doing that the entire time. You know, they're picking and choosing what they dis- we decide to eavesdrop, eavesdrop on. He thought he could just call a woman a bitch to another bro and uh, get away with it. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I don't know. I, I'm Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe uh, things have progressed so far that it's almost over with. But I remember... That calling a woman a bitch is like a really horrible thing to do these days. Like yeah, that's or, like yeah. one of the main things to easily stay away from is to publicly. And I'm not saying like, oh, you should do it behind. But like it's not a good you look. don't talk to somebody and call somebody a bitch. You yeah. have that thought. Hey man, that's your own thing. But like, you can't just be like, "She's a bitch." Am I right? Like, yeah. Hey, hey, bro, she's a bitch. Yeah, right? it's just it just it, it did not seem PC, and it made him look like a creep. It didn't seem PC. It also just seemed like, who the fuck are you, Drake? I know you're like a yeah. Nickelodeon star, but bitch, you old. He was fucking chilling with fucking riffraff all night. Oh you know my what I mean? god, Party in. So, um, this they're going around. It's basically what is happening is that the stars on the red team are all voting for Kayla. The champ on the red team are all voting for little mama to send into elimination little mama votes for kayla and then little mama has like this sort of she gets a little i don't want to say she gets too emotional but she just verbally goes after kayla and she's like kayla's fit but mentally she's a bum she's a bum she's a bum yo that was so fucking cool when she called her a bum i thought that was the funniest thing and uh it because it it was it really cut deep I, I think, didn't like it one bit. I fucking loved it. I didn't like it. I like Kayla. I'm a Kayla fan. I, like I believe in Kayla. I'm on Team Lil Mama. Sorry, Nick. You cannot sleep here tonight. Okay. Okay. On You're the gonna couch. go. You you got <laughs> on this to chair. Go call a friend. Uh, uh, take that back. You like Lil Mama more than Kayla? Yeah, I do. Nick. I right now I like you know my my, my fanfare um is on a season to season and sometimes um. Uh, storyline to storyline basis. Wow, how if, fickle you are. Yeah, sometimes I'm on Kayla's side when she's like beefing with other people, but right now, I I mean, I I, I don't see the the red champs as um, like likable uh, like people to pull for. Just because I'm a, I'm a challenge person, it doesn't mean that I don't like the underdog story. And I kind of, I kind of like the red stars now i'm pulling for the champs on the who blue do you team. like red stars like you like josea uh i know hey i've i've talked his uh praises uh um for the past 25 you minutes think he's a dud no i didn't i said he's coming back what about salita you like I salita don't mind salita oh i really don't mind salita Nick. first of all it's her friggin' birthday um <laughs> and i really like little mama uh, Who else is there? That's it. Shane? Oh, Brooke. Brooke, Brooke. I love Brooke. You love. Brooke. I love Brooke. Okay, I feel like you're just trolling. I'm me not right trolling. Now. I'm telling. I'm actually finally being fully me, and I'm what letting you know. What about Tori and Kayla? Come on, you've been. You were in love with Tori for since. Are you the one? And you know what? Then she lost me on a Millie Rock, and it's been an uphill yeah, battle ever since. Honestly, it's she lost me with the brown face. Kayla's on. a little, you know. 
into herself. You know what I mean? On the, she's she's a little, uh, you know, she's throwing around that she's been on this show for three seasons as if she's, uh, you know, fucking wrote the fucking book on the challenge. I don't know. But you know she what I mean? She has more like, of an advantage than little mama. Why? Because she knows the game. Yeah, but this game is different. You're just, I, I want, Kayla, if you're listening, just know that Nick is, it's late and he's malnourished. He needs I some sleep. like Kayla. Yeah. Most of the time. Kayla's I'm great. also saying I don't, I'm, I'm not saying I don't like Kayla. I'm saying if you're going to ask me, who am I going for? Kayla or Lil Mama? Right now, I'm on team Lil Mama. Okay, let's move on. We go, we'll discuss this off pod She's a Nick. bum. <laughs> oh I'm just God. saying, Kayla's Get a bum. Out. That's all I'm saying. Wow, wow, wow. So red team's tied up. The vote goes to Wes. Wes gets to choose the least valuable player between Kayla and Little Mama. The stars are convinced that Wes is going to pick Kayla because they think that Wes is in the pocket of Casper and um, Hazel, Luis Hazel. And then Wes, drumroll please. Bum, bada, bum, bum. He picks He picks Little Mama. Duh. He sides with Kayla, and he says, I'm a champ. I'm a champ through and through. I'm a champ through and through. Of course I'm going to pick little mama. And here's where I don't like Wes. Ugh. Throwing in my little mama right in there, huh? So Fuck Drake, you, Wes. Drake has been picked by the blue team to be the MVP, and The Miz says, okay, Drake, you've been picked to be the MVP. You get the power play, and it is called override. But, override. But you don't get to know what that means until the elimination. And then... 16 PAs proceeded to try and get the Miz out of a leather jacket for the next 49 <laughs> minutes. That's, did did not succeed. That's when we cut to the hotel room with Shane and Kayla, where Shane is saying, like, why did they pick you over Tori? And Kayla's saying, I think it's because I'm the most outspoken. I mean, it's why we picked little mama over Salida. Yeah, she's being completely honest, and I agree with her. Mm -hmm. So that takes us to the elimination. And this is the first time I've noticed this with this show, which is that when there's an elimination, all of the castmates come to the elimination in their jerseys. Wow. This is not usual for the challenge. When the challenge, when there's an elimination, everybody comes kind of in their regular clothes. Yeah. And the people who have been um, voted into elimination are in their jerseys. Well, the thing here is, I, I think maybe they're, they just came from... Like they're like they're shooting these things, these episodes in like two days. You know what I mean? So I feel like it's just they're like that's what they're wearing right now. Also, um, they're always in their like when they're eating breakfast, sometimes they're in their jerseys. You know what I mean? Mm. Like that conversation between Ashley and Wes and CT earlier. CT was like in a red jersey thing. You know what I mean? So but it's let's like, not forget when Ashley and, Bro and Brooke were having dinner. They were in regular they clothes. Went to, they went somewhere else for dinner. Like that was like a dinner scene. You know what I mean? Like there, of course, there are times when they're not. In their jerseys. They're in their jerseys at least 50% of every episode, though. Either way, they come to this elimination, and Ashley has had time to change her hair into some pigtails, and some. she's wearing some big-ass glasses. She's wearing big-ass glasses. The biggest glasses I've ever seen. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, and then she just wears them for a minute and takes them off. Yeah, and then she's <laughs> like, oh, these glasses are actually too fucking big-ass. I gotta take these things off. So the elimination is called Free Your Mind. and it's Free a, Your Mind! It's called Free Your Mind. And the rest will follow. And it's a human puzzle. And basically, um, they have to wear these barrels with rods on them while they try and get out of a 
a, a column made of poles. Yeah. Uh, they got to twist their body with this big old barrel and try and maneuver in and out of these poles in order to get out of the column and win. So before that gets started, the Miz is like, okay, Drake, your MVP. Override. You get to use your power play, which is. Override. You can replace any LVP with another player from any team you want. You can replace Ashley Mitchell on the blue team with Louise Hazel, or you can replace Little Mama with Kayla. And Drake's like, can I talk to my team? And Miz is like, okay, sure. And they go off, they huddle, they bend down. Wes goes, you guys know who you're going to pick, right? And they go, yeah. And Wes goes, we're just doing this for show, right? And they go, yeah. And then they break. And then Drake announces that he is going to replace Lil Mama with Kayla. Free your mind. Now, at this point, I look at Nick and I go, this whole freaking show feels like it is stacked against the champs. Every new twist, every time something happens, it seems to hurt the champs. And and I, and I have a theory. Oh, okay. I think that I think that you know the champs have we're on the third season of Champs versus Stars, and the champs have just dominated each season. I think production's trying to make it easier for the stars to win a season. I think you're wrong, and I think that's because if the uh, if it was flipped, the numbers were flipped between tramp, champs and stars, this would look, crush the the champs would crush the stars. But these things, these these twists have have helped the stars become more powerful, so that is not the case. It gives them more chances, but it's not like the the uh champs have not blown a bunch of chances along the way. How have they blown a chance? Listen, it's all been because Booby triple crossed Cam. That is why we're in the situation <sighs> I we're miss in Cam. Right now. I miss Cam. That's why. He played a perfect game that day, and now look at them. So Drake picks Kayla to go in, and when Kayla and Ashley are standing in there, before they go into those polls, I remember I get a flashback to Kayla and Ashley having beef. Do you remember when they had beef on Invasion of the Champs? They hated each other. And now in their interviews, Kayla's saying, I hate to go against a friend. I don't remember this. You don't remember this? No, what was their beef over? Oh, my God. They had beef all season. It was Kayla and Jenna against Ashley M. And um, what's her name? She's so, I like her so much. She's uh, fun. Amanda Garcia. Hmm. Remember in the beginning of Invasion of the Champs when they're all in the, the shacks and Kayla and Jenna and Tony team up and Ashley and Nelson and Amanda team up and then they're like, that it plays throughout. They like yell at each other a bunch. I do remember this now. Thank God. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't going crazy. Um, CT goes, it's a puzzle. I think Ashley's going to win. And drum roll, please. Bum, bum, bum. Kayla's the winner. What? Yep. Wow. I take it all back. I'm so pissed. I'm pissed. I'm pissed. What are you pissed about? I like Kayla. I wanted her to win. I like Ashley. I wanted her to win. Um, I'm upset that either one of them had to go home. I'm upset Ashley Mitchell is going home. I want her on television and challenges more. She hasn't been she hasn't been on Vendettas. She hasn't she wasn't on Dirty Thirty. You know, I'm missing her on challenges and seeing her go angers me and then I wouldn't have wanted to see Kayla go either. She so, played a bum ass game. 
Come on. She did. She played a bum ass game. She should have sucked it up and tried to flip the power over on the on the blue team. Helping she the could champs. not have. She could have tried harder. Instead, all she did was try to help out the red team and look where it got her. The numbers were against her. Yeah, and she could have fixed that. She could have been part of the solution. Nick, are you watching the same show I'm watching? She's bums. Oh, my God. Bums, bums, bums. The Miz looks at the blue. Miz says, Ashley, you're going home. Then he looks at the blue team and he goes, unless your team wants to use their one vote um, this season to save you. And then they look at Casper and he just goes. He goes, hell yeah, baby. Get on back. No, he doesn't do that. Nah, Miz is like, y'all need to deliberate. And Casper's like, no. Yeah. They don't they don't even talk about it. They don't save Ashley. She goes home. Bye. And it's a bummer. It's a real big bummer. And then at the end of the elimination, Miz goes, Okay, teams, you guys have been playing well, the blue team versus the red team, but here is the twist. Twist. Now you will be competing in teams of two. What? How is that going to pan out? I'm curious. Yeah, how, I don't know. I how don't know are they going to be on. voted? How are these teams going to be arranged? Yeah, it's going to get wild, it's guys. It's going to get wacky. It's going to get wild. All right. Well, that was the recap for today, folks. Um, make sure that you are subscribed to us on iTunes, Apple Podcast app. Uh, if you are, go ahead and rate us five stars if you could. Say a little something nice. It very much helps our podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Reality Blows Pod. You can find me on Twitter at Ashley B. Roberts. And you can find Nick on Instagram at Nick Maritato. That's M-A-R-I-T-A-T-O. Nice. And as always, may the leather jacket be on Miz. And also, I don't know. Just take it <laughs> off, dude. <laughs>